0: hello folks welcome to another episode of your graves hobby podcast a podcast where I talk about everything from tabletop gaming from tabletop RPGs tabletop war games tabletop board games and occasionally I might throw in some tabletop uh, card games but not very often um, and everything that those particular hobbies encompass um, <coughs> back to the uh, normal podcast today. Um, As you all probably know, I have been away for a while. Um, I dropped an actual play podcast last week. Yeah, last week. Um, But before that, it had been basically a month since I had done any podcasting at all due to um, the impending uh, (coughs) Legends of Ham and Chiron in playtested release. Now, the playtest is not complete. It's not a complete set of rules. Um, there's a lot of stuff missing, but that was because we didn't want to release like hundreds of stuff at the one time to, you know, confuse people. Basically, the stuff that was released um, with the playtest was an early, like early character stuff. So early character talents, early, early char- character spells. Um, low ca- low level character um, companions and what have you. So um, what we didn't release um, was some stuff about like buying weapons and all the rest that kind of stuff. Uh, also the progression of weapons that you own. Um, that because they're in your hands, the if they're magical. Like the magical magic items, we didn't release either because I'm still trying to work out um, the idea that as you progress, your magic items, your magic items progress. So if you have a sword that's magic and it's maybe a plus one to your your um, attacks or your damage or whatever it is, um, a plus one to your target number for you if that's even, um, a plus one to your damage or whatever. but as and when you progress as a hero or villain, depending on the alignment that you're on, um, the magic item uh, progresses as well. Uh, it's kind of like the idea that you know all the hero weapons you see in or, or read in RPGs and in um, movies and books and TV shows. All these hero weapons, they seem to you know, have got to that point, but it's because they've been in the hands of a hero before. I think, I think the idea that you this is your weapon, uh, your armour, or your shield, whatever it is, and as you progress, that magic, you know, it becomes sentient. That, that's the idea. All magic weapons are sentient in some form, um, because magic is the stuff of how much wrong. You know, it's what why the humans and the elves and the what have you, are sentient because was magic was used by the gods to make them to evolve them to the point that they are, or they were at the beginning of the first stage um, you know, so that whole idea of as the characters progress their weapons progress it's the same as, as they progress their companions progress Um, you know so that whole idea um, has to be built um, because at this moment in time I do not know of a game there is probably games out there that um, this happens but um, I haven't played one I I, I mean it's probably not an original idea I I, I doubt I very much doubt it's an original idea because you know Every idea has pretty much been used, but, you know, you use ideas that have been used before, or are things that you think, you know, are original, <laughs> sometimes aren't. You know, the, the whole car, cards and dice together idea that we, we use, you know, it's not something that's absolutely original, but the way that we use it is original. That That's the whole idea of, you know, that, that that's what the... <clears throat> The idea of taking things that are already being used but change them to work for you rather than, oh, I'm spending this amount of time trying to make an original idea and this doesn't work, that doesn't work, that next thing doesn't work. I mean, in the rules that we have released, there is stuff that we already know doesn't work um, from playtesting ourselves and then rereading it and what figuring out, because stuff has been rewritten and fixed and worked around um, and not all the talents and not all the skills and not all the the magic has, you know I mean, we're playtesting at the same time as you guys are playtesting, That, that was the whole idea we want to have a public playtest because, you know five or sixes or I mean there's 10 of us, 12 of us um, sitting playing games playtesting all this, that kind of stuff doesn't give you a big enough um, set to go right this works, that works, this doesn't work this fucking certainly doesn't work Um, you need that bigger audience um, and I think the whole idea was I mean this was my idea So it might not work. Um, I might not get the massive amount of feedback that I really want. But, I mean, there's like 90-odd people already downloaded the set of rules. And the people who are in our group have the available to them. So I doubt any of them have downloaded it um, to have a read at the rules. Um, So, you know, that's 92 people. And I know a couple of people that have downloaded it. Um, they've, they've let me know that they've downloaded it, which is cool. You know, um, I, I appreciate that, um, and I'm sure those people will give me feedback. But you know, uh, how much feedback am I going to get? I don't know. Um, you know, we released pretty much just the the rulebook and the character sheet and the card <laughs> template there's so many like talents and weapons and armour and shields and what have you that there's no point in you trying to um, make a, a whole file of template uh, of cards at the moment for us um, because not everyone's going to use every single one and you've got to go through all of them to find the right ones so and then you're going to have to print off a page of X amount of ones that you don't need, so uh, the whole idea was put the template out there when we actually release you know, the character sheet is going to be basic, it's not going to have your weapons it's not going to have your armour, it's not going to have your spells, it's not going to have your talents they're all going to be in cards so you have three bits of paper you've got all your basic character stuff on one bit um, and then you've got your reputation sheet, which you know is fairly long Because you're going to gain lots and lots of reputations. Some of them good, some of them bad. Um, And then your character history. Character history sheet. Um, And you might have a companion character sheet as well. But the whole idea is to have less paper. Or less stuff that you have to faff about with. So when you're sitting at a table. You've either got your computer up. um, And you've got your character sheet. And you've got all your talents and everything. And spells um, that are at hand. It's easier on a computer to do that kind of thing, but you want to have it as easy on tabletop when people. I mean, I know people that play computer and play RPGs and what have you to get away from technology, um, because it's part of their everyday life. It's part of their job. Um, so you know that that whole idea of having everything there you don't need to go into the rule books to check for your talents you don't need to go in them for your spells you don't need to go in for your weapons and armour I mean, yeah, weapons and armour on the character sheet is you know, it's what things happen but the the whole idea is your weapons and armour um, advance as you advance if they're magical even if they're not magical you, you get better at using them as you advance um, so you get more practiced um, so that in itself um, gains you better skill in using it but you know it's that particular weapon it's not um, this, any weapon of the same thing so it's, that's your weapon that's your armour if you used another weapon in armour similar or the, the same like version of that weapon or armour you wouldn't have the same skill in using it because it's familiar the weight of that sword is meant for you how you move in that armour you've got used to, you know, if you've worn it in um, all the rest, that kind of stuff but then you get into it, the magical side of it Um, and then you know I mean, there's there's whole lots of different ideas that we've got behind it. Um, like, as you build your character, there will be like little overlays. Little, um, little, little plastic overlays that you just put over and go, right, okay, so this weapon is, uh, say, for instance, uh, a Claymore, which, at the moment, is, there isn't a Claymore in it, but it's basically a hand and a half sword. So you know, um, so you got overlay you want to make it a fire a, a fire weapon so that, that has a fire overlay so it does fire damage or um, potentially does fire damage on a critical hit or, or a hit of X, Y, Z um, and then you want to do more damage so it does more damage and, and as it as it progresses and all the rest of that kind of stuff, you know. That's the idea. So that overlay will have well does fire damage on critical hits. And then the next overlay you put over and it says plus D4 damage. Okay, so and then you get another overlay that says, Okay, it now does um fire damage on X. So you take it away the bottom overlay, put that overlay over, you know so that's the idea uh, I mean it, it might be a good idea it might be a bad idea I don't know I don't know how it's gonna gonna run um, but um, yeah so if you haven't already mm-hmm. I would appreciate it. if you would download the rules from Drive-Thru RPG. it's under Haman Sharon Publishing um, and the H.io. Um, which again, under Hammond's Room Publishing. Um, I will put the links in the notes. Um, but what I'm really hoping is people play it, tell us how it is. Do you know, there's six months of, well, there's five and a half months now of playtesting. We're going to update um, adventures as we go along there's an adventure line that's going to turn into a campaign that will eventually, when we actually release, will become a full campaign. Um, So, you know, that'll be fun. Um, But, you know, we're doing, like, adventure lines that are dark, we'll be doing adventure lines that are purely puzzle-based or... um, games that are skill-based, we'll be doing one-shots, will be doing lots of different things. Um, but, you know, the whole idea behind this is for us to get uh, um, a real image of how the game plays. We've already decided that certain things are going to need to be rejigged jigged um, and rebuilt. Um, so essentially it won't be in this playtest, it'll be in the next playtest Um, so I will 100% admit the character creation is a little bit janky, um, as they say so what will happen is we are going to change that I'd say the early bit will be fairly considerable like the, the actual species So basically, you will have a baseline of your species, and then you will have a card that says, right, okay, there'll be a table that says, you know, pull this card, pull pull a card from the fate deck, and this is where you are on the evolution, well, not the evolutionary but, you know, if you pull a red joker, you are the genetic best of your people. Um, (laughs) If you pull a black joker, you're pretty weak. Um, But, you know, there's going to be pluses and minuses on abilities and stuff, up and down that. And then, your background, so how you grew up, how your character grew up, will determine whether or not, you know, they've got higher strength, higher intelligence, higher eh, whatever. But also, the skills... um, for each of the classes like the amount of skill points for each of the classes will be pulled down to make um like understanding why um like you will get skills from your background and you'll get talents from your background that like will impact on whether or not you, I mean, you can still, like right, If you, beca- you were very studious and what have you, then you know the obvious move would be become a wizard, but or a, a mage or a you know, war mage or whatever it is. But you could still become a warrior or what have you, because you know you got that choice. It's just that's the way you grew up. It's not necessarily the way that you know essentially. Class becomes profession or pursuit. I think was aye. So changing that to pursuit thats that's what you've decided to pursue for your life, rather than you know because you know it's big. It's a big different world. You know, it, it, just because one warrior is one way doesn't mean every warrior is another that way. You know that. I'm, I'm, not explaining it very well but you know that that is changing it from classes which you know everyone knows to pursuits is it's not like you're not stuck with that's that's the thing. We had this discussion about whether or not you know adding like packages for characters like for the the classes um, so they're stuck with this skill means that you can't go to this skill or, or can't use that skill or can't use that... That That is the kind of thing I've been trying to get away, with, away from to be perfectly honest. Um, sticking you in a, a stereotype of a, a class. Right? So, yes, because you are a... Um, Rock or Hal you have certain abilities, you get certain skills, you get certain talents, because that's the way you grew up. That's that's the way you people grew up, right? But at the same time, you still had a different. You have had a background, so if you were um, a warrior for that, you would still have X, Y, Z, right? So you had went into warrior training school. You have X abilities, X skills. Um, but then, because you became a, say, a hunter, which isn't in this, I don't think, scout is in this, you become a hunter, you have XYZ um, skills, talents, from your experience in that field, in that pursuit. So you're going to be different from, say, uh, a human that's come, come from... You know, uh, um, an agrarian background to becoming a hunter. You know, and limiting skill sets kind of feels wrong. And this kind of, and I, I understand the idea behind it because it's classic. It's the way that things are done in other rules like. And also restricting weapons and restricting armour and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Restricting weapons and armour for spells has always been a thing that I've not understood, right? Right, okay, I can get... Right, so your gestures and your all the rest of that kind of stuff can get muddled up if you're wearing too much armour. Apparently. According to the um, D&D rules, but... (laughs) I'm not got that much of uh history with armor that I can say for sure that that would work that that's how it works but you know that's why I haven't added um armor issues with magic in the rules because it's like well it it just feels a bit off for me um I understand that whole classic idea that comes from wizards that don't wear armor, right? Okay. Eh. It doesn't fit for me. Eh, But that's me. And I understand that (coughs) people are going to go, oh, well, people are just going to make loads of wizards. But wizards have a disadvantage in that they're not going to be as strong as a friggin' rogue in, in most respects. Um, so a rogue's going to go well pfft. a rogue's going to be able to sneak behind a wizard and give him a good slap on the back of the head with a snap that's, that's the most powerful wizard and, because that wizard hasn't got the ex the <coughs> perspective he hasn't got the ability to see through him running through the shadows, he hasn't he, he's concentrating on a spell so he's stuck concentrating on that spell and that makes that rogue more likely to be able to sneak behind him I mean, a, a rogue sn- sneaking behind you is not an issue for him he's going to be able to slap you in the back of the head but snap. Um you know, so it's not given wizards access to armour also limits their ability to magic as well as they could if they didn't wear armour, you know, because the you know, they've got to have that armour ability which takes away a talent to use on <coughs> um, spells it takes a talent away if you want to upgrade to medium, it takes a talent away if you want to upgrade to heavy because again that's, that's another thing that needs fixed um, for the next round of play this but you know it's taking talents away from ones that you could use for or they could use for spells um for in- increasing their ability to use spells, increasing the potency of their spells, you know it takes away. So there are checks and balances to that. Um <coughs> and also at the end of the day, armour is only Um, damage mitigation in this arrows it's not this is your save because that is what armour is armour mitigates the amount of damage that you take from attack so if you attack with a weapon that is going to pierce that armour it doesn't fucking matter they can maybe dodge it maybe dodge the attack but a wizard's not going to be able to dodge attack because in that moment in time he's concentrating on the spell So, um, there's checks and balances, is in my head, (coughs) in the game. So, allowing wizards to use magic and use armour and use any fucking weapon they want to use, doesn't really matter. There's still checks and balances. They're still not going to. I mean, a war mage is not as good a magic user as a mage. And it's not as good a warrior as a warrior. That at the end of the day, he's a a war mage is a mid class. It's a it's a or a mid pursuit. It's not a full on pursuit. You pursue that line in the middle. Because you've got to do that check and balance. You've got to be as good a warrior as you are a mage. Which means you're not as good a warrior as a pure warrior, and you're not as good a mage as a pure mage. You know, that, at the end of the day, is that you have to walk that line. So, <clears throat> I think that's that's enough for me talking about legends for for this particular episode. Um, because I have talked a lot, as I said, um, links to both the drive-through RPG. Um, and itch.io um, publishing pages will be on the notes. Um, so let's let's do what we do normally um, and talk about Games Workshop. Um, so the Spiel um, Show, the Tabletop Gaming Convention, was this weekend, um, and there was a lot of things that well, not a lot of things, but a number of things that came out of Spiel. Games Workshop. One of them was Dark Uprising, the new box set for Necromunda. Now, this one has the Corpse Grinder cult, which obviously is a chaos cult, um, and the Indomitable Palantine Enforcers. So, this is um, basically the Necromunda Arbites. It's not the actual Adeptus Arbites because they're an imperial institution. It's um, House Helmer's version of the arbytes, and obviously a chaos cult. Now they've got the pictures of the um, of the figures out, and I got to say, um, so in the Warhammer in the Warhammer community picture, they've got fifteen figures and the Cops Grinder Cult, from the look of it, and there's 2, 4, 6, eight, 10, 11, and the Palantine Enforcers, so I'm not sure if that's how many figures you get in the Palantine box set, but um, it's quite a lot of figures, um, from the looks of it, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm r- they've also got the new Zone Mortalis. It looks new, from my perspective, um, the new terrain, which looks pretty cool, um, you get new dice and what have you from it as well, Um, depends on how much money it is, I would think it's probably 100 to 120 um, pounds. So, I'm not 100% sure how much that is in dollars. I haven't seen the prices on it, so I can't say for sure. Um, But it looks, from the amount that's in it, um, I'd say £100 to uh, £120, probably um, £120, going by box sets and the prices um, that they go for at the moment. Um, I know it's a wee bit more expensive than the original one, but the original one out was out two year ago. That's two year ago almost. Um, so yeah, it's kind of the prices of Games Workshop stuff have all went up, whereas the price of that didn't go up as far as I remember. Um Yeah, so I I can understand I I, I can see the price going up to that 120 mark for the amount of stuff that's in it because it's more that's in than in the um, original Games Workshop um, Necromander World road release box set I've got two of them and that looks like more terrain than, than one of them um, there's certainly a lot of I mean it's all Zone um, so it's not like the what you call it is it all like what what am I trying to say here? It's very much like the original um cardstock. So it's got stairs which they didn't really have but like it's levels of terrain rather than um you know, the way that the um the original well, not the original, the, the new Necromunda re-release box set was. Um, it's got some of those barriers and stuff, but it's not like the bulkheads and stuff. Um, it's actual walls. So it looks very cool, don't want to get me wrong. Um, and the Palantine forces are, I think it's probably a box of Palantine Enforcers, see like the orig- the box that you get for um, the box that you get right now. I think it's probably that, and then the cult is probably going to get released as a box set as well at some point. Um, I'm not sure whether or not you get actually 15 um, figures, so, but they look pretty cool. Um, for the fat. I think very well into a chaos like a corn army um, for cultists um, given all the axes and what have you that they're they're armed with very few in the way of shooting weapons from the look of it which I have issues with but you know should be interesting to be honest. It should be interesting. I think that's actually doubled up for some reason. Um, never mind, I'm just looking at it and going, hmm. Um, but yeah, that looks pretty cool. Um, in the box, um, the Book of Rune uh, brings the full ferocity of the cults of Necromunda to bear against the planet's Bully good defenders, former gene Steel cult. Um, Heliot Chaos Cults or Cops Grinder Cult Gang or even Corrupt Your Existing House Gang. Hmm. So you've still got the original Chaos Cults but then this adds the Cops Grinder Cults. I think this might be a new book. Um, Separate book rather than um, box set. uh, In the box set. Um something to look out for anyway. Um they also showed the new Ogre or oh, uh, Ogre, right, Ogre Blood Bowl team. <laughs> interesting, interesting to say the least. Um as always they've got Schnot Um it's, the thing with Blood Bowl is it's never ever since second edition it's with no 3rd edition come out. I've never been a big fan. Um, I like the the computer game but the actual board game um, it's not for me. I like 2nd edition but that makes me sound like a, a bit of a a nerd to be honest but I never liked 3rd edition and I think every edition on since then has basically been building on that. Um well, maybe I'm just being a nostalgic pain in the arse. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, uh, also, the new war cry gang um, f- from the spires gladiatorial arenas uh, says, strike out into the blood when spoils. So the Spire Tyrants um, they look very much like um, the old um, what you call them marauders with extra armour though they do have a chaos dwarf who looks pretty, pretty nutty um, and they do have they, they've got female characters in it which was cool um, and they've got um, what looks like a Beast Man in a helmet. So, you know. They're the very nice models. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> Games Workshop release awesome models nowadays. It's just. There's very few models you look at and go. That wouldn't be cool as part of my collection. But I don't play. Um, Warcraft, so. There's no point. And I don't play a Chaos Army. So, for H-Sigma. These would do, probably, if you converted them a wee bit, probably do for 40k. But, meh. You're paying all that extra money for... You do pay a wee bit of extra money for these kinds of things, for the fact that they're part of this game. And they probably won't sell as many. Um. So, also... They have colour versions of the Chibi figures and um, Bandai's been working on for them um, There's a Primaris Intercessor, a Green Knight, Sister of bat Skitarii Ranger and an Aversa Assassin They're all in colour um, Which is pretty cool um, For the Chibi um, collectors, but not for me um doo, doo, doo. so, what else is there? So coming soon. This is always everyone's favourite part of the day, isn't it? Um, so, there is the new Aussie, Aussie Arch. I don't have it. I don't know how you pronounce that. And um, Legion, so that's the new um, Undead faction that look like a mix of Tomb Kings and Samurai. Um so they are being released. So to do Mortisans right. right, so what they're released in is Ophron Catacross, Ka- um, who is the commander and demigod of war for the Ossie Arch Legions. Um, he's got this this big massive like undead kind of figure um which it on a Display base obviously. Um it looks like a display base. Um with some retainers round about um um so that's getting released. Then there's the Mortisands and um, so they're war they're um part and part art war wizards core part of you know, an OC Arch Bone Reaper's army and the Mortisan Soul Reaper um, Sand Bone Shaper, Soul Soulmason, so three different types of mortisand. Um The Leech Cavalos builds deadly uh, Arch Cavalos Santos. These battlefield commanders are deadly fighters known, right, as well as being great for enhancing other Osiar bone reapers. It looks like an Osiar bone reaper on a great big skeletal steed. See hang with all these figures as they look pretty cool, but it it does it feels like Tomb Kings mixed with samurai um for a lot of it. Um then you've got Mortic guard um, which I think are the kind of the mainstay of the Army and um, Cavalas Death Raiders, which look pretty cool. And um, then you get Bone Reapers. That is that, the army. And then Necropolis Stalkers. Um, boop, 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 that have it's like forearms with blades in them, which look pretty cool. Um, and then the Mortis Guard, which give, give big halberds and shields, um, And then <laughs> the the grand idea of them all is this big massive it basically looks like a massive rat ogre um but the skeletal rat ogre you know what I mean um they call it our Harvester um it, it, it does to me, it looks like a skeletal rat, rat ogre but like probably twice or three times the size of a rat ogre. Um and it basically harvests um it's got a like a. am l I'm I'm gonna say it looks like a little guy is is crotch that's collecting all the um bits of dead people in order to make more of the bone reapers that the film looks at. And um an undead army without a big stupid catapult would not be um complete. Um, So the Mortec Craw is mixed between a trebuchet and a multi-segmented bone insect of death. It it looks, you know, they look fairly decent. Some of them look really cool, but not my thing. Um, With them, obviously, comes very much new scenery kits. Um, So the Dominion of Sigmar sets. Um, so they're kind of like magic um, terrain from the, the looks of them um, you need to have a look at them to see for yourself <coughs> released also in time, just in time for Christmas um, is a red paint handle for all you Orcaping players there um those are start collected paint handles and um, which gives you multiple paint, ha- paint handles and um, so you're buying in bulk and um, for projects, which you know not a bad idea. A lot of people I know have bought multiple ones. I want one free. I don't remember where to put it because I'm painted in about six months, um, which is going to change very, very soon. Um, and then the thing that stuck with me, um, and went, what the fuck, why the fuck would you spend money on this, is a spray stick, like a plastic spray stick, where you put other figures, like what I do with, I literally have a stick, like a wooden stick, with a bit of um, plastic card on it, with um, double sided tape, cost me a pound maybe, to make. Whereas this thing, I'm assuming, will be at least a Um, tenner. It's got an easy grip handle and sure you don't drop your pressure models and rubber hat band based fastening system. Right. I find it absolutely fucking ridiculous that this is the thing. It takes you all the exact same amount of time to use this as it would to use a stick with a bit of card on it and some sticky tape. It's fucking stupid. But that's my opinion. I know lots of people will love it. Um thing that I think <laughs> a lot of um, players have been asking for um, is a pot handle or a pot holder, like a paint pot holder. Um so it's like four it's, it's like three um spaces for your pot your paint pots, so keeping that in place. So it doesn't spill over. Um also coming out is white dwarf apocrypha, so a whole forty years of white dwarf articles. Um, so it's a compilation of classic and fan favourite articles, including the first ever tales of four gamers, gallery of covers and much much more, it's the ideal gift for White Wolf Super Friends ok, and then new set of playing cards um, the Dark Millennium play cards uh, oh no it's the old playing cards I think it's just they're re-releasing them, ok that's fine right. Every card features out from John Blanche. Uh, every suit exploring a different part of the first millennium as in and his dark imagination. Um, so. Yeah. No, I will not be getting those cards to play. Legends. I mean, fuck off. With that nonsense. If anyone thinks that's a good idea, don't. Don't. Really don't. Um, that is... My my bit on Games Workshop I think for today. I know the pre-order stuff came out, but that was that was like Feast of Bones. that's the new box set with also got Bone Reapers with all the stuff, Ogre More Tribes all stuff from that. Then you get new Middle Earth stuff, and so they're reintroducing some of the range. And then there's Adeptus Titanicus stuff and then there's or the heavy bombers from aeronautica imperialis there's not a lot of stuff that particularly interests me Oh, well, they're bringing out card sleeves for middle earth fuck off man seriously Um they're getting in on that anyway I shouldn't say stuff like that it will upset people <laughs> like I bother my ass about upsetting people really have you met me have you listened to me I don't give a shit if I upset people. I mean, Games Workshop doing what Games Workshop do. Make money. And I talk about Games Workshop, because I do enjoy Games Workshop, but there are many things about Games Workshop that piss me off. And we all know this. And we accept it. Because that's how things are. I accept the fact that Games Workshop are always going to be the way they are. And you guys accept me for being who I am. So fuck it. Erm... what I do imagine is a lot of people are probably surprised about the fact that the particular rant I went on um, last week um, on Twitter hasn't seeped into the podcast. At the end of the day, I said what I had to say and I will continue to speak my mind and I will continue to speak, say what I think and I will continue to advocate for the people I advocate for Um, I will continue to, uh, if you fuck with my friends, and no matter who they are, where they are, how they are, I will fucking burn your ass. That's it. That's it at the end of the fucking day. That's how it was. And I don't think I need to say any more than I said. If if you want me to say more than I said, then explain, tell me I mean, I missed the G out in LBTQ and I was pointed out and that was a fucking genuine mistake that was me mad as fuck um, about what had been happening and I made a genuine fucking mistake and I said well, I hold my hands up, I made a fucking genuine mistake then no, they are encoded gaming, included in the safe space. So, you know, Um, yeah, you know, I have no time for bigots, I have no time for races, I have no time for phobics of any kind, except um phobics, because I'm a bit hype phobic myself. Um, I'm fine with that. Or arachnophobics, because Fiona's the phobic of arachnids, but erm, um, you know anything that isn't a rational fear of heights or you know, I say phobics. I mean homophobics I mean transphobics. I mean you know you know what I mean when I say phobic asshole. Um, I don't have time for them. And if you are one, fuck off. Get out of my life. Don't need you. Um racist too bigots no do not matter I grew up in Scotland where in the west of Scotland where Celtic and Rangers Catholic and Protestant, were the divide and I grew up being a little bit bigoted. I don't want to dispute that fact but I grew up when I was 14, 15 I grew the fuck up and realised this is stupid. Don't fucking do it. Get away from it. Fuck it. Some of my best friends. You know. Just some of my best friends from then just never grew out of it and I don't fucking speak to them. Because they're still assholes about it. I can't fucking do with that in my life. So that that is as much as I'm gonna say about it in the podcast. Except If somebody fucking sets me off at some point. Um. Before next week. Um. (laughs) And I go off on a rant. Um. One of the other things that came out of Spiel. Was the new. Keyforge. Um. Faction. Or the new season. I suppose of Keyforge. Interesting. I'm interested. Um. Because I am interested in Keyforge. I like the idea of Keyforge. I like the idea that um, you have a deck. That's it. You can't add to it. You can't subtract it. If it's crap, then stop playing with it. Or learn to p- play with it well. Um, so, you know. That, uh, that I like the idea of. Rather than... Um, building a new deck to fit every single permutation of the rules or so any time new things come out you've got to add to it and yeah that that has no fun in my life so I enjoy the idea of KeyForge. I've not actually played it yet I've got 4 decks I have no idea if I'm going to enjoy it but meh I like the idea I like the idea. That's that's it at the end of the day. Um, yeah, that's fine. Um, that's it. You know, all you enjoy. All I do. And uh, um, what is the name of it again? Hold on. Yeah. So the new set is Key Worlds Collide. Third Age of Keyforge So it's basically seasons for everything else Um, Says the crystal is about to be shaken up And Worlds Collide, Third Age of Keyforge Continuation of the world's first unique Deck game um, two brand new houses in the three is two hundred and eighty four cards are seamlessly integrated into the existing card pool. With new houses come new keyboard abilities and new styles of play. Create an entirely new collection of Archon decks for discover. So they're releasing a two player starter set like this they have for the others. Um two new poster maps, all the keys and tokens and chain trackers and yeah. You need to start playing. Which is cool. Um I got the the other one, what's it called? Um, Psh, AG Ascension, and I got two card decks from the, arc, the Archon, so I'll probably pick this up. I still have yet to play it. That, that's 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 the interesting thing about it. I have yet to play it, but I like the idea of it, so I'm going to collect stuff from it. That that's. Uh, I mean, it might seem to be a bit crazy, but I like that idea, I like the whole idea of Key Forge, so I will be um, uh, setting up that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, Right, um, something I've not talked about um, a lot of recently is other RPGs, um, other than um, Legends. It's fine. Talk to me bit about, about Infinity, because we've been playing Infinity. Um, there is a game called Zweihander it has been out for a wee while. Um, they just released the first supplement, I think, to it. The first proper supplement to it, which is main Um So, it's a D100 set of rules. Um, they play it on Defenders of Kobold. Big shout out to the Defenders, Chuck and the boys. Um... I like the idea of this game. I like... It's a D100 game. It's very, very similar uh, to Legends, and the combat is fucking brutal. Um, The only difference between the combat in that and the combat in uh, Legends is the combat in that, um, you know, you don't become killed. You you get different levels of wounding. uh, And (coughs) it's different. Um, which is fine, and then you get corruption points, and you get this, and you get that. I like it. I like from watching them play it. I like it. <coughs> I'd need to play it myself, obviously, to go okay, aye, for sure. But what I also like about it, um, uh, it's am not RPG, um, is that there are a lot. So it's from Grim and Perilous Studios. I believe. So so you've got the Hander. you've got the Coral book, you've got Mingosh, um you get Players Handbook and you've got Dark Astral, which is the Pedal supp- and Pedal supplement coming out. Um they're actually like is it Gaslight is the name of the game? I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're doing like a western kind of um, version of it, and then they're doing like a um, kind of dark future, you know, um, dystopian kind of <sighs> Mad Maxi kind of version of it, I believe, um, from what I've been seeing. And I'm like, hmm, that seems cool. They're using the same system but they're just adding to it, and what they're going to do is, I think, just add supplements. They're not, like, adding... um, So it's... it's Why handle OGL? So it's uh, under the Creative Commons, so you can share, you can adapt, um, as long as you follow the license terms, which, you know, is a pretty cool idea. Um, You get to he um, yeah that which I think is very very cool um, powered by his way hand yeah. um, I think at some point I will be picking it up um, just to have a play about with it and see how it works, um, for myself. I, I mean, I know I, I'm talking about it like going, oh yeah, I, I like the look of it, um, from watching it and uh, it's that kind of stuff. But there's the liking the look of it from the watching it, um, <coughs> but there's. Actually playing it. At the same time. Um, so. Yeah. I need to. I need to pick up. Buy it and play it. Before I can see for sure. But. The people at and Perilous Studios. <coughs> seem pretty fucking cool. Um, and. Want to. Build the community. So. <coughs> go out and check it out. Um, um. Even if you look at the quick, I think they've got a quick stop set so of Um Kicking about. Swy um, Hunter kicks. Quick stop. Quick stop. Quick stop. Quick stop. Quick stop. was a quick start, um. But, um, yeah. I, I like the idea, and I think. Shh, I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. Um, anyway Yeah, go check out Zweihander. Um even if you go and just check it out on the Twitch channels or the YouTube channels of Grandma Perros Studios and um, Defenders of Cobalt um you know the very vari- you just put in Zweihander, RPG, um and a uh, Twitch or um, YouTube and it should bring it up. I like the idea, but... Excuse me. I still need to play it, to say, for certain. But it's something I think we need to do more of. I am a publisher um, of games, or I will be a publisher. I suppose I am kind of a publisher at this moment in time, now that the playtest is released, but... Not knocking other publishers and not trying to help other publishers out by talking about them by talking about their games this is the thing people the five years of fifth edition thing with D&D has riled quite a few people up including myself in that they're trying to push the idea that D&D is the be all and end all of fucking TTRPGs, which they are not the fucking thing is, right I have played RPGs for the best part, 25 years maybe less than that, but 20, at least 20 years maybe 23, 24 25, but let's say 25 is a good round fucking number for because it, it's more than 20, but probably less than 25 Um, so it's a long time I have been playing RPGs. I didn't start with D&D. I started with... Um, the Turtles one. Was it Palladium that did? I Palladium did the Turtles RPG. I started out with that one. I played three editions? Four editions of D&D? No, three editions. I played second edition, I played third edition, and I played fifth edition. Um, and I can tell you from my vast experience of playing RPGs it's not in my top fucking 10 it's not even remotely in my top 10 of RPGs that I've played at the end of the day I have been playing these games for as long as I've been playing them um uh, and I, I mean I can say the Star Wars um from West End Games was better Um the D two D twenty sets of rules, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's um, Infinity, whether it's Mutant um, Chronicles, they're all better. Um, Vampire Masquerade's better. Uh, the original uh, Warhammer Fantasy, the new Warhammer Fantasy, the Age of Sigmar, fucking fantasy, Dark Heresy's better. Um, well, the Palladium games are better. Uh, Riffs better. Uh, the total ones is better. Um, Battle Tech make warriors better. Um, what else? Can I? <laughs> there's there's so many games that are better than d d. But because d d is the big name and it's the name that's constantly shoved in your face, it's the one with the biggest market share. This annoys me. It annoys me not as a player, not only as a player, as a DM, as a, as a publisher, as a consumer of RPGs, it's, you know, a game will last X amount of time because it only has X amount of players, because people don't want to play them, because they want to play, oh I want to play D&D, and I get stuck in D&D. This isn't to shit all over D&D, Right? I do occasionally enjoy playing D and D because it's a palette cleanser for everything else. Um, but you say to players, "All right, I want to, you know, want to play an RPG, or oh, can we play D and D?" It's like because that's what they know, and they think, "Oh, it's going to be the best one." It's fucking not. There are so many fucking better ones, so many better systems, so many better fucking worlds so many better companies and you're thinking people have to adapt it's like branded um, that does for. people keep on asking him, is it going to be compatible with Five it's like it's fucking not the reason for it not being um, is because it doesn't fit his world and it doesn't fit the way that he wants the game to be played he found the idea of Genesis the fantasy flight system um, and adapting it so it works. Um, is better. He also doesn't like D and D. I mean, that's, that's it. That's it. At the end of the day, his personal preference includes not liking D and D, which is you know that's the thing. A lot of people adapt D and D to do stuff that D and D is not meant to be played with. Um, it's when they did the third edition and three point five, the OGL, right? It's not. Uh, d d is not a system it's a set of rules it's not a they, they call it a D20 system it's not a D20 system it's a set of fucking rules that works well with fantasy rules and fantasy worlds it does not work well with um, modern or um, sci-fi or any of the rest of that kind of stuff it is it's different from what Genesis is, it's different from what the Palladium rules is, it's different from the 2D20 rules, it's different from what we're doing. All we do, all of these things, the the flipping roll system that we're writing, they are all systems. It's not. They're built... The flipping roll system is built for other sets of rules. It's not built specifically for doing Legends. It's built so you can play um, sci-fi, you can play modern, you can play X, Y, Z you can adapt it um, that's why the weapons are as realistic as they are um, that's why combat will be as realistic it's fucking brutal um, you get shot you're probably going to fucking die um, you know, all of these things make it a system, it does not make it a set of rules, D&D is a set of rules but people try and adapt it to stuff that it doesn't fucking work with and it makes it shit and that's my opinion, that's the way it's always been, but people have always adapted it to try and but this is why companies rise and fall um, Palladium have had a long and storied history because they built their own way of doing things, and people like that, and people stayed playing it, and people. I know people to this day that play North and Pole but Palladium games, and that's you know, you know that's that's the system they enjoy. They enjoy that system that they know. Um, I like switching from systems to system. I like two D twenty systems. I like. I like the 2D20 system, I like D100 systems, I like D6 systems, I like all kinds of systems, as long as they fucking work Um, for that particular genre, for that particular game. If they don't work, it gets fucking annoying. It's like the Shadowrun system, it doesn't fucking work. It drives me fucking bonkers. Um, Well, that's third edition, I don't know. First edition worked, from what I remember playing it. Um, Second edition did as well. Um, Third, fourth, fifth, I don't know. Um, Well, third didn't. Um, I'm pretty sure 4th was pretty much the same um, the most recent edition I have no idea not played it can't have an opinion on it Make um, Warrior worked for what it was um, for 1st edition 2nd um, edition as well I think if I remember right don't know about 3rd edition I should never played 3rd edition so I can't comment on that um, 2D20 a lot of people I see a lot of stuff about people going oh well it doesn't they, they've Modiphius have got this 2D20 system and it works for this, it works for that, it works but I've done more for that, and it's like, I read it and I'm like, well, no, it works entirely well for what you want to do with it and I have played this system I played that system, I played that system the systems that they talk about that it works for I've not played them, so I don't have a comment on them but the ones that they're like, oh, they don't really work I played them all, and I'm like mmm, no, it works definitely fucking works um, so, yeah but I, I don't want to discourage you from going out and playing d d if you want to go out and play d d That's fine. That's what you want to do. If you enjoy D&D, that's fine. That is absolutely... You're entitled to what you like to play. If you don't like 2D20 systems, you don't like D100 systems, you don't like D6 systems, that's fine. You're, you have... Every right to that. I am voicing my own opinion, and I'm voicing an opinion that I think is growing um, within the RPG community. Well, there are uh, lots of people that still adapt stuff to play D and D. There are a lot of people that are going, "Well, I don't want that. I want my own system. I want this system. I want to see if this system works with it." You know, I think that's why Genesis came about from Fantasy Flight and that they were like, well we're playing too much to this and that Um, why don't we build our own system that works with lots and lots of different genres, it means we can get lots of licenses we can do all our own stuff you know, so, you know anyway um, off on that rant for um, (laughs) a while Oh, about ten minutes, actually. Um, yesterday, I played Infinity. Now, I haven't voiced my issues with Infinity before, I don't think, on the podcast. I have an issue with the fact that every single time you a um, model moves, there's reaction shots from here, there and everywhere. That I have an issue with. I have an issue with the... If you roll three or four dice and your opponent rolls one dice and they get higher than you, all your shots are cancelled out. I have an issue with that. But, overall, I quite enjoyed the game. Um, so I played with my Caledonians against my younger brothers using... Um, Islam yesterday. Um, so I played with my we Got beat in the first game, got beat to death in the first game. Um it, pretty much in the first turn. Uh, I was done. Well I I used my Willie Mollis with the um Highland Rifles unit and various other tweaks and changes that I made to the last one that I used and I got humped. I used the same army in the second game against Islam, and I won. That's the first time I've won with the um, Caledonians, which is nice, but I don't think... I think I played better in the second game than I did in the first game, but then my my younger younger brother, so he's going to be... Oh, oh no! If I had done this and that, it'd have been a different game altogether. Um, fine. You have that opinion, but I, I, I was of the opinion that because I got first turn, I won. Same as because he got first turn and he got to set up firing lanes and all this that kind in the first game, he won that one. But he's of a different opinion. Um, but that's what I think. If you aren't playing the objectives and you aren't playing the scenarios, you have in first turn is almost a, a winner for you. Um, he disagrees on the the idea that because I go at first turn, I won this time. Because he thinks he set up two of his um, characters and um, wrongly that that were um, kidding on they were friendly I can't remember the the, the rule that they use because he set them up behind my guys um, rather than in the middle of the the board then uh, scuppered them a wee bit I don't believe that for a minute because they still killed three of my fucking Highlanders Um. Which made Wallace a wee bit less potent. Um, One of them still managed to stop the oh the one that dropped in as well, almost killed Wallace. Um, Yeah, I mean there was Wallace never really won me that game. It was. it was the way the fact that I had first turn, and I could do this, I could do that, I could do I could move everything into a position that um they were in. That was it. Um at the end of the day for me anyway. Um but yeah. I have an issue with that particular part of the rules that those particular bits. That's it. That's the only thing I have really any issue with. Is anytime anyone moves. They get shot at. Or oh, there's a reaction to it. Um, I don't think it's realistic. My, uh, that that was Andrew's opinion. Was it was realistic. I don't have that opinion. I don't think it's realistic. That everyone moves simultaneously. It's, it's not... That that's the thing, they're all moving separately. Yes, they do move. You move them separately, but I don't think they're moving. I don't. I think they're moving simultaneously. In my head, they move simultaneously. They don't move separately. Um, but that's what he thinks. He says it's more realistic because they're all moving separately, and you get a chance to aim and fire and all those that kind of shit. And I'm like, no, well, I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. But that's fine. And also. I've I've hit you five or six times, and because you've got a higher dice than me, then it cancels every one of mine out. Yeah, I have to get when it hits a critical. If you get a critical hit, then yes, Or a critical roll, then that cancels out all mine. But only if you're dodging. Yeah, I I, I've, I have massive issues with that particular side of that rule. But it was nice to win with that army. It was nice. You know, I thought to myself, well, that's the first time I've won with that army. Um, or won with my Caledonis. First time I've won Infinity. I might be the second time. Um, but it was with my own figures. It was my, my own... An army I put together. I won with. I was happy with that. I was very happy with that. And then he throws that shit out and then that annoyed me um, but I still have an issue with the rules I love the models I love the the, the all the stuff all the fluff behind it um, but that I have issues with anyhow um, that is getting to 20 past 12 and I haven't even uploaded this um, so I am going to stop there for today um as always um we have the Patreon for Legends of Hammondsheron. Uh, if you want to help us out with that, it is on Patreon. Just type in Legends of Hammondsheron in the search. Um I am available to talk to on uh Twitter. Uh it's Dave's Hobby Stuff on Twitter. Um just DM me or email me at Yogi Hobby Podcast Hobby Corner even at gmail.com I believe is the right email address Uh, yeah corner at gmail.com yeah if you want to join in on the playtest go to itch.io or drive through RPG um, and tell me what you think very happy if people tell us what they think Um, yeah I'm going to say good day folks and have a happy hobby